Well, well, welcome to Scoops and Hoops, the NBA podcast you didn't know you really need. I'm Richard Anselmo, and I'm going to be your host for the next few minutes. We are going to take you through a topic on every podcast, something a little different, and we'll take a deeper dive into it. This week was supposed to be TV ratings, as Adam Silver has come out and said some things, and I wanted to clarify with some facts. But we're going to do that next time. I bumped that due to the unfortunate passing of NBA Commissioner Emeritus David Stern. David Stern was commissioner from 1984 until 2014, but the NBA knew about him long before that. In the late 60s, he was an attorney at a prominent law firm in New York City. He grew up a huge Knicks fan and had done a little work for the league, and he was always happy to. A little work became a little more work, and then he had his biggest assignment yet. At the end of the 1977-78 season, David Stern oversaw a franchise swap. Probably the last one you will see in professional sports. This is not something that happened that often, especially in the NBA. The Buffalo Braves had had date issues in the 70s. They came into the NBA in 1970 and had five years to get them solved. After eight years, they still were not solved the NBA realized they had a problem on its hands. Irv Levin, the owner of the Boston Celtics, was a native Californian who missed being at home. He knew he could not move the Celtics out of Boston. There would have been riots, and with good reason. David Stern, Irv Levin, and Buffalo owner John Y. Brown got together and did a franchise swap. Again, knowing The other owners wouldn't approve a Celtics move, and he wanted to get back home to California. They swapped the Buffalo Braves. He then moved the Braves to San Diego. This didn't go as smoothly as it should have been because there were also trades made between the owners. A deal was done without consulting Red Auerbach in Boston, and they sent three players, Freeman Williams, Kevin Kunert, and Kermit Washington, to the Braves for Tiny Archibald, Billy Knight, and Marvin Barnes. That didn't go over very well with Auerbach. Brown made some other trades where Auerbach wasn't consulted, and eventually he sold the Celtics franchise before Auerbach left. The history of this is another story for another day and could take up an entire podcast. But for now, I want to concentrate on David Stern. He is the one that brokered the deal. He is the one that put the mechanism in place and got everything done from a legal aspect. And it was one of the most unique deals in sports history. The league was so happy with the work Stern had done, they had given him other legal assignments and took him on as their commissioner. When he became commissioner, the league was in trouble. They were coming off of delayed broadcasts of finals games because there were no TV deals in place and no numbers to speak of. They were blown out of the water by other sports. They were much closer in ratings to hockey than they were in football or baseball. David Stern was a lawyer who understood marketing. He knew how important it was to market the league. 
He had stars. He had Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. He developed relationships with each, as well as other great players like Isaiah Thomas, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and a young Michael Jordan. Stern was smart enough to recognize that Stern knew the league worked best when the focus was on the players, not the league. He knew TV deals had to be reached, and he did. He was a tough negotiator. He didn't take anything lying down. He knew what he wanted, and he knew how to go get it. He was a bear for detail. He made sure that he knew everyone who was in a seat, who was announcing the games, who, was, who were the color people for the games, who were the camera people, who was doing statistics, how everything was going to be processed, who the studio hosts were. He wanted everything. He demanded everything, and he got it. And he kept doing that through his run as commissioner, and the TV deals just got bigger and better. Stern created the mechanism where the players can be seen, what was best for the players. Stern put players on Madison Avenue, and at the time, African-American athletes were not in the spotlight on Madison Avenue. Stern changed all that. He had issues with the league, whether it was collective bargaining, and they did have a few lockouts while he was commissioner. A lot of that was because he was a tough negotiator. A lot of that was because he was just stubborn, and I'll get to more of that later. He had drug use. He got past all that and put mechanisms in place to make the league work. The relationship David Stern had with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, in fact, continued a good relationship, especially with Magic, until the day he passed. It was very, very important. He reached out to good people to form his relationships, smart people. David Stern always felt he was the smartest person in the room. He usually was. Other people around him also learned quickly, we're dealing with the smartest person in the room. If we have something, if we have a salient point, we can get him to talk to us instead of just bullying us. He was a bully, he was a yeller, and David Stern loved to argue. He would argue with people until he made his point. They were usually laced with profanity and loud, and he did not care. He was going to make his point because he knew whatever he did was best for the league. No one wanted to be in the room with him and face beatdowns, and he gave them to many players, officials, team owners. I mean, it may be a drop in the bucket to Mark Cuban, but he still got hit for a million, over a million dollars through the years for just commenting on official. He'd find owners who talked during work stoppages, during lockouts. He fined referees for misdoings on the court, and he had referee issues. He defended his referees, but he also was the commissioner in the time of Tim Donahue, who really did everything he could to destroy the image of the league. It didn't work because image building was David Stern's thing, and it was one ref that really tried to hurt the league. And at that time, the league was too big for that. How did this league get so big? This league that couldn't get on national television for live championship games. 
David Stern got the league to that point and deserves a lot of credit for it. Once Commissioner Stern cleaned up the league of many of its issues, he had a lot more things that he was looking at. He wanted to make this league grow. He wanted this league to be on people's minds all the time. He had an issue with Magic Johnson having to announce his retirement and then attempting to make a comeback. It was through the help and friendship of David Stern and Larry Bird that Magic was able to get through that and actually come back to play. He came back to play in an All-Star game, then played during a season. He was met with a lot of negativity over this because players were afraid that if they shook his hands, they would get sick. Magic did not have AIDS. He had HIV. David Stern studied it. He studied the effects of HIV. He met with doctors. When he sat with Magic, he wanted to know as much about this terrible disease as Magic and his people did. And Stern was right there for him. Magic appreciated it and never forgot it. David Stern made the game international. The NBA did not want its players playing in the Olympics. That was a FIBA decision. FIBA decided the Olympics would be better and it would make other countries better if the NBA took part in the Olympics. Now, once they did that, Stern went to work. He made sure it wasn't just the Olympics. He made it into a showcase. The dream team was as big as anything that ever hit the sport. Eventually, other countries got better at the game. David Stern helped with that to make it a global game, marketing the game in different countries, negotiating different contracts in countries. In fact, if you look at the first turn of All-Star voting this week, the West and East vote leaders are Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo, players not born in the United States. That's the effect of David Stern and the globalization of the game, which Stern had a lot to do with. Something else David Stern built up was the entertainment arm of the NBA. NBA Entertainment and NBA Properties had three lawyers total when Stern became the commissioner. He built those up so fans could get to know the stars. Videos coming out, specials. Everybody used to sit and watch NBA productions. They used to watch inside stuff and shows on television that showcased NBA players, not only as athletes, but as players. Again, David Stern's mind had a lot to do with this. David Stern was also negotiator on the Oscar Robertson deal, or what they called the Oscar Robertson deal, which was a free agency deal, which started opening the doors for free agent movement in the league. He was also tough on movement. He fined the Miami Heat when they tried to sign Juwan Howard because they didn't have the cap space to do it and were trying to manufacture artificial cap space. One could only imagine the yelling match in that room between... Stern and Pat Riley. David Stern was also responsible for the successful launch of the WNBA. The NBA's owners did not want to subsidize a women's basketball league. At that time, free agency was not an issue because the reserve clause in the Oscar Robertson deal had not been met. Stern saw an opportunity, one for inclusion, to include women in the sport, and build up an audience of women for the sport, 
and keeping basketball on people's minds through the summer. The WNBA solved both of those issues. Stern was the driving force behind the setup, the follow-through, and the growth of the WNBA. WNBA now is past 20 years, looking toward its 25th soon. That has a lot to do with David Stern and the work he did, the time he put in, and his belief in the WNBA. I just wish the current commissioner would do the same and continue the growth of that league. So far, we've yet to see that. David Stern was a caring, charitable person who did a lot away from the office and didn't want any credit for it, but did a lot for a lot of good people. If he wanted something, though, he wouldn't take no for an answer and he would berate people in meetings. He did not care. It was uncomfortable, but Stern knew if it was done his way, it would be successful. The rise of the NBA is similar to the rise of the NFL under Commissioner Pete Rozelle. I consider those two the best commissioners of all time in sports, with David Stern number one and no one else after Rozelle close. Godspeed, Commissioner Emeritus Stern. You will be missed, and thank you for everything you did for this league. Scoops and Hoops is an anchor podcast. Very proud to be a part of the anchor family. And my goal is to give you good content every time. It's a struggle and it's always work, but I will do my best to work at it. You can reach me on social media on Twitter at RichA underscore NBA if you want to talk about the podcast, things you might want to hear, topics you might want approached, or just want to talk basketball. I'm there for you. And I do enjoy the back and forth and I enjoy real conversation. I would like to thank SB Nation Radio for the forum they gave the NBA show and, of course, the show's host and owner, Gary Aid. Gary gave me the opportunity to do something that I had loved, and that was to talk basketball. It wasn't always smooth, but it was always interesting. I was a part of that show, and I was proud to be a part of it, although a small part. I wish my part could have been bigger, and I wish I could have done more. I also wish I could have done better, but I feel I did my best at the time. Again, thank you very much, Gary. Thank you for everything. That about wraps up Scoops and Hoops. We'll be back soon. Next, we'll be looking at NBA attendance. What can be done, what needs to be done, what isn't being done, what's working, what's not. We'll break it apart. Until then, thank you very, very much for listening, and have a great week, everyone.